All right, ladies and gents. All right, we're back. Thank you for tuning in to the War Report radio series. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams, and we are broadcasting live from Newark, New Jersey. You should know the drill when you hear that helicopter sound, those beeping sounds. That's the war sounds. You dig? This is the War Report radio series. Make sure you guys follow my social media pages on Instagram, war underscore report underscore radio, and on Twitter, war report radio straight through. I'm going to give it to you one more time. On Instagram, war underscore report underscore radio. And on Twitter, war report radio straight through, no underscores. Now, we're going to get into this Danny interview. A lot of people may know Danny. If you don't know Danny, this would be a great way to introduce you to what he's got going on. Great guy. Behind the scenes, he's working. I love what he's doing out here in Newark, New Jersey. Definitely got to follow uh, moving forward. I got a lot of podcasts coming up soon. Be on the lookout for my iTunes launch sometime later this week. And definitely check out my NBA League Pass show, the NBA League Pass podcast. The full core press of all things you need to know, NBA, 30 minutes or less. If you guys like NBA, make sure you guys follow that as well. But, of course, this is the War Report. Now, the War Report is when I talk to the streets, you know what I mean? Talk to some big influencers out here. Uh, talk to some of the biggest names in Newark, New Jersey, the surrounding area of Jersey in general. Um, that's what the War Report is going to be about. And we're getting back into that today with today's episode, episode 24, with my man Danny Lloyd of the Lloyd Counseling Group and of uh, Hard Rock Records. So we're going to get right into this interview. We're not going to waste any more time. Here we go. Special guest, Danny Lloyd. Clap it up, ladies and gentlemen. Danny Lloyd, man. Say something for yourself. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. It's a pleasure to be on the War Report Radio. Yeah, man. Uh, you got a honor. great you got a great interesting podcast, man. What are some of the other podcasts you like listening to, man? I listen to a few bunch podcasts. of stuff. Yeah, a bunch of podcasts. Um I like I was just telling you, I was listening to the art of manliness today. They had an interesting topic. Um the the geography of genius. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to um a bunch of political podcasts, NPR, uh, social environment podcasts. It's, it's a lot of different topics to listen to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all kind of focus on the same thing. It's just different perspectives. And, different perspectives. Exactly. That's what we're all about here. Okay, now who is Danny Lloyd to the people who don't know? You know what I'm saying? You got A&R, brand management, behind the scenes, grind fest. Who is Danny Lloyd to the people? I mean, well, those are the things that I do, but in... in in reality, and um, I like to just say I, I'm more of a, um, an aspiring influencer. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I what I've been working to to build and development with my own brand is to mm-hmm. really influence and grow organic um, geniuses. Geniuses, okay. Yeah, yeah, and to work with them and to just develop the culture. And I think New Jersey is a hotspot right now for mm-hmm. that in many different ways, not just music, yeah. education, po- politics, networking entertainment there's a lot of stuff going on in this area so you know really that's basically what i um represent myself as an influencer okay well i know you want to talk about more being an influencer but take me back to managing artists i really want to talk to you about that because you have a lot of experience doing that right so as far as managing an artist as far as danny lloyd is concerned what goes into it what do you think your main responsibilities are as far as managing talent or managing an artist well, managing talent would be a complicated subject because a lot of times for me, for instance, when I started managing was with Chad B, obviously, yep. um, 
school um, has been making, you know, we've been doing some some great things in the last five years and there's a lot of up and downs. But when you're managing an artist who's more on a development level and um, it's just like I am as a manager, mm -hmm. you have multiple roles. You don't really just have a management role. Yeah. Management by definition is really just to guide and yeah. assist the artist's career in decision makings and handling decisions that the artist does not want to make. Mm -hmm. When you're an artist manager and you have no budget and you're trying to break an artist, you do multiple things. You're mm -hmm. a label, you're a manager, you're a publicist, you're, um, mm -hmm. you're, you're many different things. Mm -hmm. So with that comes all those different tasks. So mm -hmm. you know that's what a lot of people get confused with with a manager because it's not supposed to be. Mm -hmm. That many job responsibilities Yeah but it It encompasses everything But it comes with it If you if that's your passion You really believe in the artist You will In turn have to do Many different responsibilities Until you get to the point Where there is some funds To outsource those jobs mm -hmm. Like a publicist Like a uh, marketing mm -hmm. um, Director There's you know Different things That you can now pay So so starting off though You have to do A little bit of everything You have to do everything Publicist Yeah Marketing Marketing The manager labels, does Yeah Label. You know, going over the direction of the music that's being released, mm -hmm. um, trying to get the music into the radio's hands, mm -hmm. going out networking with DJs. Yeah. So you know, in that retrospect, a manager is everything. Okay. Uh, I uh, read your bio. You know what I'm saying. You talked about financial viability for an artist. I wanted to know, like, how do you work out the finances of it all as far as making your making sure your artist is is, is 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 eating and making sure that you're eating as well on on that type of side management side well let's take a step back and just look at the industry yeah and that's what a lot of people don't realize also recording artists if you want to do that and make a living off it how do you make money being mm -hmm. a recording artist there's only yeah. a certain amount of bullet points that you can make money mm -hmm. obviously one is off of your music music mm -hmm. sales two is off of shows Touring, if you're getting booked or to host. Third, it's features. If people off of your music want to get you featured on it, that, that, that you can get paid to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and then you start going down the line with licensing, etc., and maybe even writing or um, uh, it does. That's pretty much it, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you get a deal. So if you're not doing any of those things and your music's not giving you the ability to make money over that, how do you make money, right? Mm -hmm. So you, the money comes out of your pocket. You have yeah. to, you have to work. So on yeah. the management end, while you're doing all those tasks that we spoke about before, you're most likely going to be working a, a nine to five job if that's mm -hmm. what your income is, unless you have past experience. In my case, I didn't. Five, six years ago, now in May, mm -hmm. I was still working at Newark Housing Authority. Yeah. Um, for a whole year, I actually ended up quitting my job because we got into the whole hit it situation. I wanted to really focus on music. Mm -hmm. But the money comes from your own source. Mm -hmm. If the artist is not making money off of his music and hasn't gotten to that point, you split the cost with whoever your team is. Mm -hmm. Literally, if it's $500 for a video, you split it with, you know, your if you team. have a, a management partner or an artist, you split that 500 mm -hmm. and that's where the money goes into. Building things that hopefully, once you release the video, Someone might call and be like, oh, I like that video. I like that song. Mm -hmm. I want to book him. Yeah. And then that's how, you know, you start. That's how you something. move. Exactly. Yeah. It's actually very simple, but it's very hard. Mm -hmm. Very hard at the same because time. Because the key is the artist has to make and close in on the segment of people or the music that mm -hmm. really would buy his music. Mm -hmm. If you're just making music just to make music and it's not hitting anybody, you're just wasting a lot of time. Okay. All right. Next question I got to ask then is what happens when 
one of your artists uh, starts to reap the success that they want to reap, and then uh, but you 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 manage other artists. Mm-hmm. So like, how do you how do you deal with that? As far as one artist is 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 on one level, and then another artist is on a different level. Well, again, like I, like I stated in the beginning, I, I want it to be my main thing as an influencer. So mm-hmm. with that comes the reality that. For instance, like with Chad, Chad B. Mm-hmm. When I was working with it, it was just me, him, and my other partner, Laquan, through Hard Rock. Yeah. We got to the point where we were able to get cash investment from a, a label, Global Empire Music Group, mm-hmm. and that's a new team. So yeah. my main focus and my everyday tax doesn't necessarily have to be Chad B at this point anymore. Yeah. Because I got him to the point where money is able to sustain his brand okay. and elevate it to new levels. Okay. That gives me time and opportunity to now work with the art- other artists that I, I could focus on. Mm-hmm. Like Steve Sam, mm-hmm. like Nice and New, mm-hmm. um, like Rocky Rain. These are different mm-hmm. artists that I have worked with in the past mm-hmm. and I continue to keep relationships with. Mm-hmm. And I'm also looking to work with, with, with more artists. Mm-hmm. But once you get the, the your main artist to the point where income is coming in mm-hmm. and you can build the team through outsourcing or possibly an investment or a deal, we just got to deal with E1. Yeah, I wanted to ask you yeah, about yeah, E1. My zone, you can start bringing in new talent to cultivate and develop, develop them now as well. Okay, now break down the deal with E1. I, I'm not an expert on like how that works, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like Hard Rock is on one side, Global, E1, it's all the same thing. And then like how does it work as far as making sure everybody is uh, working together and uh, cooperating? Yeah, so Hard Rock Records, again, is was the development label that me, Chad, and Laquan started back in 2010. Mm-hmm. That's the when we pushed out the Hit It record, and we mm-hmm. kind of really established the whole Jersey Club scene out mm-hmm. here. With uh, That's debatable, because you got... A bunch. Well, I feel like the New Jersey club scene started in. We could get to that. But I say that, I say that for a reason. Though, yeah, and I'll explain that. But my point is, with Chad, like I said, once we got him to a level, there was people interested in working him, and they we signed a deal for a cash infusion, which mm-hmm. that was Global Empire. Yeah. So in all reality, Chad B is signed to Global Empire Music Group. Nice. Right. So you know, Hard Rock Records developed that brand was able to get a deal with him with that. Mm-hmm. Out of that deal, Chabby's record with Casio got mm-hmm. a single deal through E1. Mm-hmm. Which means what? Which means that E1 now owns that, that single, mm-hmm. but they gave Global Empire an advance and money mm-hmm. and, and put other resources to it to try mm-hmm. to blow it up and build it. Okay, now what is E1's... like? Where, first of all, where, is, where do they come from as far as uh, looking at In My Zone as a single? And like, what, what do they want to do with that? Do they start selling that single to like commercials? Like, is that their record now to do that with it? Or like, yeah, well, I mean, it's their record to do anything they want. When they own it, once you do a single deal. But that's the goal. You know, they gave us a nice budget for radio. They gave us a budget for the video, which mm-hmm. we just recently dropped through Vivo. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to the In My yeah. Zone video. Yeah, Great you video. Could, you can check that out. Chad B. Castillo, In My Zone. Vivo. Very happy about that. Um, and this is actually a good, funny story. Aaron Dean shot that video, and I was working with him six years ago. He was only 16 years old. Mm, wow. And um, we used to do videos for free. Mm. $200 video budget. The video that we just shot was $10,000. $10,000 So that budget just goes to show you progression and development. You yeah. know? And, and shout out to Aolo, Aaron Dean. He's you know has a partnership with Matthew Knowles, Beyonce's father, Beyonce's father's company. He's a visual director. So he's doing his thing, too, now. And so it's a blessing to circle back and work with people that were working with you when we had nothing. Mm-hmm. And we were able to give him some money in his pocket and also shoot an amazing video. 
so you know they, they they're gonna work the record and, and, and the record's been out for a while so hopefully mm-hmm. the video will bring some life back to it and then the radio will bring some life back to it mm-hmm. and then it's my job at this point to try to leverage that that um into more deals and well into more deals yes that's always my job but for the record itself to try to lock in some tours and, mm-hmm. and shows and booking throughout the state okay and really get the whole country to see it not just new, new york new jersey connecticut and philly the whole tri-state you know? okay yeah okay you spoke about radio now one question that i think you could clarify me on a little bit is why do some records you know what i mean make hot 97 or power 105 uh, but you compare that to like a Rihanna or a Drake record, and you'll hear that for six months straight. You know what I mean? I don't really understand that aspect of the radio industry or the radio business. Can you break that down on on why some records get played more than others on in the, on the radio? I'm not. A, you, you said it. You said you had a radio budget. Like, yeah. what does having a radio budget mean? You have to pay the radio to play the record? No, not at all. That's what that's, is, all right, that's so, actually illegal. <laughs> yeah, all right, so what does it mean? That's actually illegal. What that means is that they're putting efforts into resources on the street, working mm-hmm. in the clubs, doing different promotions, doing different single release parties, so that the DJs can see it. Mm-hmm. The DJs, in return, will then bring it up to the offices and the radio and say, look, this is the record that's popping right now. Yeah. This is the record that's in the streets that every single club is playing, every single strip club is playing, every single type of event is playing. Mm-hmm. And they have meetings every week, these radio stations, and they sit down with the program directors, and they... Go down the list of the records that's the most popular. Mm-hmm. That's where the radio budget comes in because you're influencing the DJs while you're going out to the clubs mm-hmm. and, and you're spending money on things like, you know, it, it's sad to say, but yes, if you go to a strip club mm-hmm. three nights in a row and you spend a thousand dollars three nights in a row in a strip club, the DJ's going to know who you are. Mm-hmm. Wow. It, you know what I'm saying? It, but it's breaking your pockets. Yeah. But I guarantee you, the DJ will now know who you are. Yeah. It's, it's just that simple, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just the game right now with strip clothes. But that's with one aspect. You said Hot 97 and, and Power on the Fire. That's mm-hmm. really just hip-hop and R&B. Mm-hmm. The reason why Rihanna and Drake stay on the radio so much is, one, because they're amazing artists. Mm-hmm. Other than, other than this, the fact that it's a hit record. I'm not I'm about to say, that. it always comes down to the record, though. Yeah. I remember a month ago, I saw um, Designer mm-hmm. do the uh, Panda. Yeah. I hated it. I thought it was horrible. I Not don't the like song, the performance. I was like, "What the heck?" He did. Three weeks later, he's with Kanye. Yeah. Only music can you do that. Yeah. And I want to say that again right now because I've been saying this, and I don't think people really understand that. There's no other industry in the world where you can change your life in three weeks. Mm-hmm. None. M- music is that it's industry. The only, that's the beauty of it. It's the mm-hmm. only industry, and that goes to show you. It has nothing to do with budgets. It has nothing to do with anything. That's all extra things to help. Mm-hmm. If the people like your song mm-hmm. and the DJs like your song, mm-hmm. it can change your life. Or you get a cosign. From well, that's a, a cosign. Yes. I never really respected the Panda record till I heard it on Kanye West's album, and then it's like, oh, okay, this guy is designer. He's cool, dope, whatever. But at the end, like. Do you think that the Panda record by itself could have made as much heat as it did without the Kanye record? Probably. I not. mean, it did. It Kanye did. jumped so? in afterwards. I remember. I agree with I that, remember. but only to an extent. You know what I'm saying? Nah, he did because it was already getting played. Noob, like I remember hearing it at Lust, and, and then it kept getting played on the radio because of the DJs. Because mm-hmm. they all hit the strip clubs. Mm-hmm. Word of advice for any artist in the tri-state: If you're really trying to break a record and you're a hip-hop artist. 
go to the strip clubs. Go to strip all club. the DJs are there. Yeah. I personally hate strip clubs mm-hmm. because it will make you lose your money. Yeah. But if you're really aspiring to be an artist and get your name out there, if you do have a little extra cash, you just got your tax refund, go spend a thousand dollars at Lust. Go do something like that, mm-hmm. and it it will it, it, at least they'll know your name and you can make a presence. Mm-hmm. Designer just did that. I literally watched it. But he had a record that the DJs loved. Mm-hmm. In two weeks, the DJs were playing designer. Everyone was doing a pan remix. Kanye yeah. heard it from that, guaranteed. Yeah, okay. Because then, then he co-signed it, and then now he's on a different level. Okay. It's left to be said what he does from here, but music got him into... It's funny that you mentioned, like, uh, the strip club presence, because I know that's exactly how it works in Atlanta. I Up here, you know what I mean? I don't think New Jersey or even tri-state artists in general... Really respect respect the strip club hustle, you know I me mean, of moving a record as as they do in the south. You know what I mean? How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, they, people, the, we haven't utilized it to the to the fullest extent. Some artists do, mm-hmm. some artists do it too much because in the strip club every night, mm-hmm. and you, you spend a thousand dollars one night, and then you don't spend another dime for another two years. That's mm-hmm. not going to help either. No, um, Atlanta is definitely the base of that type of radio mm-hmm. working you know you meet the DJs in a strip club mm-hmm. um, but I think that artists like designer um, there's another artist who's the other artist that just made a name for himself Manolo Rose he kind of had Manolo it like last Rose, year yeah yeah I mean that's what I'm saying New York and Brooklyn actually yeah. has been making a big name for himself out of the strip clubs yeah okay yeah yeah right. so you can see it emerging okay how important do you think it is to actually have your record on the Hot 97 or Power 105 in this area with such a crowded market. Like, why is that? Like, if you, if you scroll down your Instagram page, there's different uh, artists, you know what I mean? It's, you kind of can, uh, I guess, level off, like, who's at what stage, you know what I mean, as far as who who's getting played on the radio. Like, why is Hot 97 and Power 105 such a big, big deal in this area, you think? As I mean, far as releasing records That's an interesting topic because Because do you actually need Hot 97 nowadays If you're popping elsewhere Like the internet or in the strip clubs first? You don't need anything If you, don't you have your own lane Okay It depends on what it is you're trying to accomplish mm-hmm. You don't need Hot 97 You don't need Power 105 You don't need radio mm-hmm. It just depends on what it is you're trying to accomplish Um it, it's a it's an interesting topic what you just asked because mm-hmm. I noticed that a lot of artists in New Jersey have been getting their records played on radio. Yeah. So, what is the um, level of influence that gives when another artist gets played? Because there's been a lot of artists getting played on that, right? Mm-hmm. But it does help because people that don't know you and they do see that mm-hmm. it intrigues them. It gives you okay. That's the, true. The two minute positive. Outlook from a person that doesn't know who you are. You okay. Saying? If they go to your gram and they see that your record just got played on radio, oh, all right. Well, I guess he's doing something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying it gives you. He's a at a edge. different level than it this gives, guy over it here. Gives you a little edge, you know. But there's other artists that have never gotten a record radio. I mean, actually, this is a, a topic going on right now between um Troy Ave and um Joey Badass. Joey Badass. You never yeah. hear a record of Joey Badass in the radio. This is true. Ever. But- Joey Badass is arguably bigger than Troy Oh, Ave. of course he's bigger than Troy Ave. Well, how never... is he bigger than Troy Ave if Troy Ave record is on His the radio? His influence with the people. The only thing, okay. the only reason why music counts is because of your influence on people. That's mm-hmm. it. So it doesn't, it's not about the radio. It's about everything. It's about the, it's, it's about, about everything. Radio your numbers. is a major component. Mm-hmm. This is, I guess it's a thin line between what it is you're trying to combat as the artist as well. And this mm-hmm. is what Troy Ave was saying, but I disagree with him. Because you're... 
major artists get their records played on radio, and that's always a goal for any artist. But if you can make a living and you have a name as a brand without radio, radio will come eventually. Joey Badass, if radio dies, which mm-hmm. it eventually will, mm-hmm. if he doesn't get anything played on radio, he's still getting booked for ten, fifteen thousand dollars. You know what that means? That means he can do that for the entirety of his life. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not going off the buzz of radio. Yeah. He's going off the buzz of his brand. Of his brand, his, his lane. Exactly. Okay. That's an artist that can perform until they're fifty. And that's what hip hop artists are just starting to realize now. Mm-hmm. Rock and roll artists can perform until they until they die. Yeah. Most hip hop artists cannot. They die out. They die out to an extent and then but there are some some of the the legends get to perform all legends, at once. Legends, legends. You know there's rock artists right now that you never even heard of that are still performing songs That's from true. the seventies. That's true. So you know it, it's it's it all depends on what it is you're trying to accomplish. For instance, Chad B is a radio artist. Mm-hmm. You know we've been working the radio. He makes radio hits. Mm-hmm. Um, and now on the flip side, I have to work and build his actual natural fans. Mm-hmm following yeah so if we don't have a radio record for two years we're not sitting around twiddling our thumbs and scratching our feet mm-hmm. we have loyal fans that want to hear his real music that's yeah. not necessarily radio ready music you mm-hmm. know so it's a give and take okay radio will get your name out there though mm-hmm. okay now speaking of fan bases you just mentioned fan bases do you think new jersey is a hard place to grow a fan base organically or is that a, just a myth i think uh when I started in 2010, up until about three years ago, it was definitely a hard place to grow mm-hmm. a fan base. Um, and a lot of people would always say, you know, Jersey is like the crab in a bucket, crab in a bucket. I can't even mm-hmm. tell you how many times I heard that. I hate that statement. Okay. Now, no. I no. think New Jersey is the easiest place to get a reputation out of now. Really? Yes. Why is um, that? You could say, what, Fetty helped it out well, a little bit. Fetty's in Fetty Wap created it. First of all, shout out to Fetty Wap. He's a, shout out to Fetty. He's a he's a music industry legend. He's not just a. Ooh, you know, I like that. No, I mean, he is though. He is though. <laughs> he yeah, is, like, yeah, yeah. He broke music industry records and yeah. You know, this, we're talking about Michael Jackson type shit, Jay Z mm-hmm. shit, uh, Madonna, Fetty yeah. Wap. Um, so de- definitely shout out to him. I remember I saw him two years ago and I was thinking like, wow, he's gonna blow and it, it just went off. Really? Yeah. Cause I remember when I first uh, heard of Fetty Wap, it was about a couple months before Trap Queen take, took off, and uh, my homies played it in the car. Like, yo, this this guy, he's got a hate. He's from Patterson. Like, I didn't really think much of it when I first heard it, but uh, you you could tell it was a good song. You know what I mean? Yeah. For one. But speaking of Fetty Wap and that song to begin with, I heard he was pushing that record for like two years. So like, how hard is it? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's true I don't think that's true I, don't, I, I, I saw him at Omni And he had that N679 That was like April of 2014 mm-hmm. um, And he think I think he just had put it on SoundCloud So I don't know where those rumors are coming from Okay Yeah he, he I seen it on the gram That's you a good, that's, that's a good it, example yeah. of music doesn't mm-hmm. lie mm-hmm. Actually Fetty Wap was a perfect example Of what we were of, just talking about, about With designer Yeah The fans made him a legend mm-hmm. His music His made music. him a legend Nothing else. Okay. There was nothing else. It was the fans and his music, mm-hmm. his ability and that flow that he has. It's organic and his niche. And, and, you know, and the story is left to be told. He's already a legend, so he can retire today and be a legend. And that's crazy. Okay. One and a half years in the industry. But to go back to the New Jersey question, um, I think this is the only state that parties every single night and you can go see a New York DJ every single night. Okay, that's true. And that's fact that it's falling off, but a lot of people that were, <laughs> you know, would play games 
with artists from New Jersey in Oh, like from, not play them, not play their from records. Hot 97. It's just interesting to see where they are now. Let's put it like that. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because Hot 97 has completely changed. As far as just being the, more accepting from, of local from artists? From the top down. No, the structure of how they move. Program directors, DJs. Really? Of course. Look Since, at, uh, well, was it, isn't Ebro like the main guy still He's over no there? He's no longer a program director. He's though. no longer the He's program just a director. Morning show host. He's just a morning show host. Yes, yeah. Okay, so that's something that you got to be behind the scenes to, to I guess, know. Yeah, yeah. You know what no, I mean? Well, yeah, no, they're complete structure change. But the good thing with Hot 97 is they're kind of like really, um, they're, they're, they've utilized New Jersey to the fullest. Shout mm-hmm. out to DJ Walla. Shout out to Drewski. Mm-hmm. Um, Big shout Drewski out to him too. showed us so much love. He actually has a show mm-hmm. on Sunday nights called The, the Movement. Movement. Yeah, so that's a beautiful segment. Yeah. He actually Great platform. supports yeah, he supports a lot of New Jersey artists. And that's another reason why I'm saying it's it's not as hard anymore to build a reputation mm-hmm. as a recording artist. Okay. Another good example of that would be Crutch Calhoun. He has that song Whipping from Linden. Mm-hmm. Roselle, actually, sorry. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would never know who Roselle is. I feel like he does a really good job of walking around representing his town. Not only that, you, he can walk around and say he's a recording artist, Crutch mm-hmm. Calhoun. And once you get into the point where you're now walking around as your artist name rather than your, the name that your mother gave you, your father gave you, mm-hmm. that's a good step. Mm-hmm. It's a step in the right direction. To be honest with you, I know who Crunch Calhoun is. You know what I mean? Like, I've heard of him, but I haven't heard this record that you're talking Whipping? about. No, yeah, I haven't heard that yet. I mean, but that's even a good thing. You know, yeah. like, so you know his artist name, but you don't know the record. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my point is, it's it's definitely feasible to make a name for yourself very quick in New Jersey. There's a countless number of events. There's a party every night with a New York DJ. Mm-hmm. You got Drewski from New Jersey with the new movement. You got DJ Wala, who's a heavy hitter. You got DJ Hollywood, who's a heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. These are all people from Newark and New Jersey. Mm-hmm. This is right here. And they're right here at a, at, at, at a hand's reach. All you got to do is strategically play the game. You know, people... For some reason, artists and managers alike really don't know how to play the game, mm-hmm. which I'm confused by. I don't yeah. understand. But, you know, it's a learning experience. Okay. Speak about Grindfest a little bit. Um, one question I got to ask you about Grindfest is, uh, is it to the benefit of a up-and-coming artist to put themselves out there on a showcase where they're going against other artists, per se? What's your opinion on that? Well... <clears throat> Well, let me speak about Grindfest. Grindfest is it's not necessarily a showcase. I hate the word showcase. Yeah. Because and any aspiring artist out there, do not do showcases. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you literally have never performed before, do it. But I don't like showcases because they charge an artist, and I've been through this with mm-hmm. Chad and, and, and other artists that I've, I manage. They charge you to perform, and you get absolutely nothing out of it. You don't get any real fans. You don't get any music industry connects. You get nothing out of it instead of wasting $250. Yeah. So at Grindfest, we didn't want to create a showcase-type element. And um, shout-out to my partner, Peso. Mm-hmm. Uh he does uh, he, He's a brand ambassador For Click Vodka mm-hmm. And he also has um, Peso Marketing He does a lot of Other events as well too um, So I partnered up With him And we create a platform Basically You know It's right there In Hoboken um, uh, I can't think of the, the venue that we use But we don't charge Any artists to do it And we don't ask Any artists to sell Tickets either mm-hmm. We just Ask you know if we if we ask certain artists to perform and other artists ask us to perform mm-hmm. and we just do a simple fly and promote and it's it's a very intimate it's, setting. That's, I, a, that's more organic in my. It's opinion. very organic. Yeah. I've been to other showcases. 
not again showcases. I've been to other um, shows where fans don't want to react. Yeah, you know, like they just sit there and watch and just look. Mm-hmm. And most of the times, it's because it's the artist family. Yeah, or it's like you know, and they came to see boys. their guy. Yeah, exactly. So the difference with Grindfest is um, there's no stage. Mm-hmm. It's an open hall and it's in an art gallery. Mm-hmm. So it's just very relaxing. It's no pressure. Like you don't got to be try to be cool mm-hmm. like it's all we just perform we make announcements about that before mm-hmm. everybody supports the performance let's have a good time it's open bar again mm-hmm. it's sponsored by click vodka shout so out to click vodka have, yeah shout out to click vodka so you know people can have a drink and enjoy the scene we actually have our next event coming up and i'm very excited about this one april 9th um at Paul Vincent Studios in Hoboken and Justina Valentine is headlining this one. Okay. So I'm super Who is Justina Valentine? I'm not She's sure another dope artist from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, she's doing her thing. She had just dropped her uh, album called Muse, mm-hmm. I believe, and she's on tour right now. Okay. So she Definitely comes back March 7th and she's going to headline March 9th. I mean, April 9th. April 9th. Um, Grind Fest, Fest R- R- R&B okay. version. This is the R&B, R&B version. version. Second annual R&B version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope, man. It's, yeah. uh, give out the address one more time. Um, it's Paul Vincent Studios, Hoboken, New Jersey. So you you can uh, Google that. Yeah, if you don't know that. Paul, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the exact <laughs> address, but it's Paul Vincent Studios, Paul Hoboken, Vincent New Studios. Jersey. Okay, now talk a little about your uh, consulting company that you started in uh, 2015. You know what I mean? What does your company actually consult, and how does that work? The Lloyd Council Group. Um, Shout out to the Lloyd Council Group. Yeah, so I started this Big in October business. 2015. It's, yep. it's um, it is a hybrid consulting company that is more, you know, it's my vision again. Like I said, as an influencer, to really help develop different creatives in in as many ways as I possibly can. The issue that I have with music mm-hmm. is that when I'm in conversations with other people that don't care about music, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to connect with them and to grow with them intellectually. Right? Okay. So if I'm having a conversation with somebody and they don't really care for music or the music industry, mm-hmm. and I tell them I'm so-and-so's manager, or I work with Chad B, or I work with this artist, or we just accomplished this, or check out the new... If that doesn't click with them, I'd lose the conversation. Yeah. And I don't want to lose any conversation with anybody that's influential because I want to be able to grow with them and mm-hmm. help other people to grow. Mm-hmm. And I realized my, one of my passions is in the political arena. Mm-hmm. And there's a gap between political conversations and entertainment conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw Killer Definitely Mike. Definitely a gap. Yeah, there's a major gap. And you know An example of something That's going on really nice And that was Bernie Sanders and Killer Mike You see that The Bernie Sanders campaign Has really been tying Into the hip hop industry Yeah um, So the Lloyd Council Group Is pretty much A merger that I That I put together To help bridge the gap Between political And entertainment brands mm-hmm. um, And that could like, be Like uh, Give me an example Like for one I'm doing something With Chabby right now We're starting a 501c3 For him called Hometown hero mm-hmm. And through that 501c3 I'll be able to Better establish A relationship with him mm-hmm. For other political arenas mm-hmm. Because it's not just Partnering with Chad B A recording artist mm-hmm. It's establishing A partnership with Chad B And his Non-profit organization That's helping Develop the community mm-hmm. It's community outreach Yeah okay So it just better it it, it 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 puts It ties together The language barrier Between mm-hmm. um, You know what Can I support this artist Because he says this In his record Okay It's not about What the artist says In the record Yeah at this it's point. about his philanthropy On the exactly. side Exactly It's about what the organization The artist has established To reach back to his community Okay I mean but there's more things than that 
I'm starting. I mean, I'm helping to bring Give One Project mm-hmm. to Newark. What is that? Give One Project was founded by um, Diang Nang. He's also the guy that helped establish the Acon Lighting Africa with mm-hmm. Acon. Okay, yep. Big moves, big yep. power moves. Yeah, no, they, I think they just got valued at a billion dollars that fund. Damn. Yeah, so they're doing big things. Um, so I'm helping establish that here in Newark, New Jersey, to Give One Newark. Um, I'm also putting together an event coming up. I'm trying to get the details, the bricks for Bernie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I'll have more details on that. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a whole bunch of different programs that I really want to establish. But it's really just tying in uh, the political arena from local mm-hmm. to city to state. I eventually want to get it to where we have influence mm-hmm. with state senators. Yeah. You know, like states. For, for what type of projects, though? It, to. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I mean, it can be anywhere from, um, it could be like, for instance, the Akon Lighting Africa. Mm-hmm. The problem was that Africa was missing a massive amount of energy mm-hmm. and the lighting ability. They were still living, like, there was no such thing as oil and lights. Mm-hmm. A lot of people Crazy. in Africa didn't have. So, Truman used his political arena and his political awareness to establish a partnership with Akon. Mm-hmm. He's from Africa and he's a notable artist from Africa. Mm-hmm. And when they established that bond, they were able to get a massive amount of funding to it to yeah. to help light that area mm-hmm. up. So why can't we do that on the local level? Okay, but question. Mm-hmm. Now the the company that partners with Akon, what are, are they already the philanthropy aspect of it or are they just the money and uh, political aspect of it like what's in it for them to help Akon build lights in Africa like can you like break that down like I don't, I don't well, understand well that goes into deep, deep, deeper conversations obviously but I've, at the end of the day always money is involved money well, yeah. people have to get paid people yeah. have to be able to make money because it sounds like it sounds like if they're helping Akon build lights in Africa like it, it looks good on their part you know what I'm saying they could probably like Write that off is some. Of some course, type everybody's of writing taxes, off. but the biggest thing you got to remember sounds like they're losing money. No, they're not losing money because they're getting funding to do that. Okay. And how do you get funding? You have to give a project or a summary of what it is that you're trying to accomplish and what's the issue and how you solving the issue. So that's what I'm saying as far as partnerships. I'm really sitting here to be the creative of establishing solutions to the issues mm-hmm. from local to city to state, and I want to be able to do that by combining political. Um, entities with artist brands mm-hmm. because we know what the problems are. Yeah, we right? can fix our own community if we had to. No, of course we can. We yeah. can we look how many people are here from Newark that we can really sit and establish some type of solution, some type of bottom line questionnaire where they these questions have to be answered. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that, like for instance, even uh, Mayor uh, Baraka has a 47, 45 day um, turnover plan. Mm-hmm. Who knows if that's getting accomplished? How do we yeah. know? You know, that's one of the things I would like to be able to do mm-hmm. with the artists that I work with, with yeah. the with the partnerships that I build in the political arenas. Let's let's set a standard so that the things that they're saying in the city council are getting actually done. Mm-hmm. And if they're not getting done, why? Mm-hmm. So. so you would be willing to work with a partner like local elected officials to get stuff. Of course, yeah. I mean, that's that's what I want to do. That's the mm-hmm. goal. And I mean, this is still very new, so I have to come up with better concepts of partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, but one, like I said, would be a hometown hero, and that would be a, a, a Chad B funded five hundred one c three that can help establish things with uh, local newer public schools. Mayor Raz Baraka was Chad's B's uh, high school basketball coach, mm-hmm. so why not establish a partnership to help do something within the city that, some, can, yep. that can create awareness? Mm-hmm. Um, 
like for instance the bricks for for Bernie mm-hmm. you know like that's something that would, would be part of it yeah speak about the presidential landscape right now 2016 you got an election coming up Obama's last year Hillary or Bernie Hillary or Bernie you're going Bernie you, you, well, why no, I don't vote you don't vote, okay? I don't vote, and a lot of people are probably thinking I'm ignorant and stubborn for that. Well, I understand why you don't vote. It's, it's frustrating as, as hell right it's now. It's not only just more than frustrating. I I have a different theory on that. I'm more of a revolutionary, and I and I, yeah. and I, I don't like to say that word, but I do feel like at some time we're gonna need to go down that route, and our one true voice, our one power, mm-hmm. is actually destined in that power to vote, mm-hmm. and if. We so really, why do you choose not to vote then? Because think about it. How do they establish these powers through our voting power, right? But it's not really our voting power because how many times do we actually get done when we vote for something? Now, yeah, what would happen it's not really if on the power. presidential election day, nobody showed up to the polls? Then probably somebody who didn't. Somebody who uh, probably wasn't a viable candidate for president, he has the opportunity to win the presidency, I would say. No, well, no. The or que- nobody at all? Nobody at all. And the question is going to be, why didn't anybody come to vote? And then what is that open? Opportunity to speak. Yeah. We don't want to vote. We don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah, I don't. Exactly. I'm over it. So why are we voting still? As far that's the thing. You I don't know. No, I don't really know why we're still voting. That's revolutionary still. talk, which I don't like to get into. But my no, point we're getting is, into it. <laughs> my point is, that's how you stop the game. We don't I feel like, uh, like say for example, right at my uh, little nine to five, we put on CNN, damn near all the time, and like they're already like the cycle continues kind of as far as like hammering in like yeah. you know, election year, election year, like from start to finish. From the moment you turn on CNN from about four to about twelve at night. They're discussing Trump, Hillary, Bernie, Ted Cruz. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, it's almost like, why do we vote still? But it's almost like brainwashing. You know what I mean? If you understand what I'm saying. Because we have our parents and we have other colleagues. Yeah. Educated colleagues at that. um, That are still stuck in the idea that our vote counts. Mm -hmm. And it does sound extremely ignorant to say that. Mm Mm-hmm. But if you really look at it, our vote does not count. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. count. They already have their own agenda to establish. Exactly. Um, and, and then that has, no, like, as soon as they get elected, like, everybody who voted for them just now, like, all of that shit goes out the door and, like, the interests of the money pay over here, AYZ, you know what I'm course, saying? Yeah, their I shit mean, comes first it, before It's all about... Voters. Fulfilling the the overall purpose. Yeah. Um. I mean, like I think I told you before, the twenty four year theory, right? And mm-hmm. I'm a big component of this theory is, you know, I remember in two thousand and eight when I was in college, and we were there's a bunch of us that were really talking about like doing something as far as mm-hmm. revolutionizing the way that we handle the voting polls, and then all of a sudden a black president nominee came into mm-hmm. it. Yep. It quieted us all down. It yeah. stopped everything. It, it literally cut everybody off by the knees because you can't argue with the fact of a nominee that's black. You have yeah. to support it, especially mm-hmm. if you're black. And he had a black wife. I think the you fact he had I'm a saying? black wife and black family so really... So deeper into how they yeah. play these games. They're extremely intelligent. And next mm-hmm. is going to be a female president, Clinton, yeah. Yeah. for eight years. After that, it's going to be a homosexual president. I'm mm-hmm. not going to name his name. For eight years. They're going to be a Latino president for eight years. That's 24 years that they have been able to blind us from even trying to do anything different. Yeah. That we're going to continue to still vote. We're going to continue to still waste our time. We're going to continue to lose money. And the income gap is going to continue to broaden. 
Mm-hmm. So the 1% is going to continue to make a lot more money while the middle class is actually now going to go to the lower class mm-hmm. in a massive amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Like worse than any other time ever. Okay. So, but then again, like, what's the solution to, like, these type of problems? Because, like, it's, it's like such, like, a national scale problem that I think some people probably don't care about for one and then... Two, like it's under, it's over their radar, kind of their like consciousness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, I guess one way to to solve it is uh, creating a, a company that can like bridge the gap. You know what I mean? That's kind of actively doing it. I would say. Of course, I mean, there's. Well, let's start with this, right? One of the reasons why a lot of people don't want to go against any type of system is comfortability. Mm-hmm. The idea of being civilized is what really keeps us under control. Okay. Right? Because we're not savages. Mm-hmm. We're not a third world country. And so right. if we're civilized, that means that we like to come home mm-hmm. after work. Yeah, we, first of all, we wake up and go to work. Exactly, right? But, make no, money. but it's also a, 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 a way and a systematic way to survive. Because mm-hmm. we're really not going outside trying to kill animals and burn them and then oh. feed ourselves we're not living like that anymore no so with civilized living comes mm-hmm. civilized government mm-hmm. and then with civilized government comes what man man is our government mm-hmm. but then you also go to the theory where man cannot govern man well man does govern man yeah because our government is made of a bunch of men and it was made by men exactly so it's always going to go back to the root of we man is just not perfect mm-hmm. so what is the solution to having a government ran by man I don't know of one yet. There's not a different type of government. That is a, uh, a an interesting thing to try to work on. And that's why we need creative geniuses right now mm-hmm. to come up with new forms of government. Mm-hmm. Clearly, republic is not working. Mm-hmm. America has been a republic for, what, 400 years? We might be one of the shortest-lived empires ever as far mm-hmm. as losing control. So I don't think a republic is a successful government. Mm-hmm. Dip, what do you mean by losing control in the 400-year theory? What do you mean by that? America was established in 1776. Yeah, we didn't really have um, international world control until after World War II, right? Damn, it was just damn. I never really thought about it like that, but you're right. Yeah, no, because we weren't yeah. we weren't the leading country in yeah, the world. Yeah, I was born in 1992, so yeah. Like I'm telling you, man, for like young young people, it's kind of hard to really grasp that because all we know is exactly. Yo, like I'm, I grew up in America, and America's always been the shit. Yeah, exactly. In my eyes, yeah. so like. That's an interesting take. All right, now you can kind of go on. So, 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 what's going on? So, after <laughs> World War II, we had an abundance of money. Yeah. Um, we had an abundance of power, and everybody was happy. It's the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. And, and in the 50s, we, we built literally the suburban theory. That was only established in the 50s. You know, mm-hmm. that's crazy to think that the idea of suburbia suburbs was only started 1950s. in the 1950s. And that was an American thing. Mm hmm. Um, and then we also created things like propaganda, materialism, and commercials, and just all these products that we made a massive amount of money from that we mm-hmm. were able to take control of the world. Mm-hmm. So, but from the 1950s to 1999, that's what, 50 years, so to say, mm-hmm. as a world power? Mm-hmm. We're no longer a world power anymore. We're not the leading country as far as the world power. You have other we countries. Up there. Yeah, we we're are out there, but we're not the China, leading. Russia. There's other countries. China, Russia. I mean, uh, Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's yeah. other countries that are on the rise. They're never going to pass us because we've been trained to consume. Mm-hmm. They don't consume as much as we do. 
Interesting. That was a that was a that was a uh, implementation from but Ronald Reagan. It, hey, but listen, if we can be trained to consume, so can other countries. No, because we're a new country. China's been around for centuries. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. These other countries have been around for centuries that they they only move in their how the way how they move. Yeah, I was just watching a documentary with, between Genghis Khan and China. At one point, Genghis Khan overthrew China. But we only know China now as China mm-hmm. because they stuck to their their yeah. to their to their base. The Khan Dynasty, exactly. But they all they were able to fight off the Khan Dynasty. We don't know China as a Khan Khan now. We know China as China, China, the Imperial China. So these countries have been around for centuries. America's only been around for four hundred years. Mm-hmm. So you it know, only like, has been popping for about 60, 50, 60 65 tops, and twenty of them have been 30, 40 of them have been segregated. Non-segregated Yeah like That's you know Like we're really And then the 80s Was the, the crack era So that exactly. shit was right around And the that corner. was the Reagan era Where he implemented The idea that we can have As much as we want mm-hmm. Credit cards All this stuff Was American shit That was put into our systems mm-hmm. Propaganda The whole Every industry in America In the 80s Was all about Overwhelming Just from wrestling To football To basketball Everything mm-hmm. Music was all about um, Just a lot yeah. Overabundance of everything. If you have ten dollars, you have a credit card of ten thousand. Spend the ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Why not? You need a home loan. Get more of a home loan than you can afford. And that's why we had to collapse. Yeah. And 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 that time. So there's a lot to go on with our system, and that's why I say, what's the solution to overthrowing or or creating a new form of government? It's a hard case because at the end of the day, man has to govern man if we want to live civilized. If we don't want to live civilized, that means we have to give up the cars, we have to give up the house, and we have to go back to 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 farming and and killing cows to survive, mm-hmm. and then fighting with our other man. Which is not really enough. Exactly. So then, where do we go? Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's so tough, it's man. tough. It is tough. Okay, let's get back into the music real quick. I know you and Chad uh, uh, have met, have been uh, friends for a long time. How'd you guys meet each other and uh, start developing a relationship where you became his uh, manager? Yeah, well, I actually met Chad uh, through college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm from Long Island, New York. I came to Newark to play basketball for Rutgers Newark. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a basketball player? Yeah, I was a basketball uh, player. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah, at one point in time, that was, <laughs> that, that was actually my passion and dream. I thought I was going to make it to the NBA. Yeah. Until about 11th grade, I realized I wasn't good enough. Uh-huh. Funny story is the recruiter from Rutgers came to my high school my high school was like super nice we played against LeBron everybody yeah. we had 12 players 10 of them in Division 1 it was just me and another player uh-huh. that didn't go to Division 1 okay what high school did you go to shout out shout out Al Saving New American word shout out to Al Saving American we just had a McDonald's All-American MVP last year so we're still oh. out here um, I forgot his name. Gang, he's some African. Anyway. Oh, you talking yeah. about Chuck Diallo? Chuck Diallo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, Chuck Diallo, right. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know he was the McDonald's MVP last year. So shout out to Asnas, small school out of Center Reach. We made a lot of noise throughout the years. But um, I yeah, when the Rutgers coach came, I thought it was Rutgers, New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. So he said Newark. I'm like, what? <laughs> D three? What the fuck is that? D three. Um, so that was a funny story And when I came to the campus though I met everybody I fell in love with the campus And the city And that's where I first met Chad mm-hmm. In 2005 My freshman year mm-hmm. um, And shout out to Chad He's super nice You know, he was, Yo before that Did you have any relationship To Newark or No History Whatsoever Okay no, Good so, to know Yeah I'm a newbie Alright 2005 yeah. newbie Two, uh, uh, Yeah about About 10, 10 years, years now 11 years yeah I've been yeah. out here in Newark So Okay, you say you're going out. Chad is super nice and vibrant. Yeah, you know Chad's always a Hollywood superstar. You know, yeah, you know yeah. 
even in the basketball, he's a thousand point scorer in two yeah. years. So, you know, he's an exceptionally talented human being. So that's how I met Chad through college. Um, and he started rapping actually, like I would say in the midst. Yeah, he was rapping from freshman year. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about music, which I regret actually. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I regret about college is that we would always go to parties 10, 15 deep, mm-hmm. make a name for ourselves, mm-hmm. and we weren't anybody. Like, what were we doing? We were just going to colleges with fancy belts and trying to bag yeah. chicks. I wish I had a concept of the music game back then because we would have been way far ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another thing a lot of people don't utilize college for is networking. Mm-hmm. That's where all your relationships for life are built in networking. college. That's the only reason we don't go to college yeah. at this point. Because if I would say don't go to college, it's mm-hmm. a complete waste of money. But those relationships and networks that you can build in those four years are just absolutely amazing. You never get another experience like that again in your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's where I met Chad at, and that's where we kind of grew a relationship. Okay, all right. Uh, you wanted to explain a little bit more about your consultant firm. Uh, like, what 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 is your goals? You know what I mean, as far as what you want to accomplish here with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you could say it's a little Kanye outlandish to say this, but I really want to develop in a way, in a very organic way, a genius gen- geographic. What I mean by that is, um. Actually, Kanye states this all the time. Well, who's gonna be my Medici? Who's gonna Medici for me? <laughs> who's a yeah? So who's gonna back me? Who's gonna back me? Yeah. yeah. And for those who don't know who the Medici family is, who, break it down. Who is they that? were a very well-off, established banking family out of Florence, Italy. Mm-hmm. Florence, Italy had absolutely no resources or nothing. They were actually a very poor town. And so when they got they I, I forgot what the product was, but they made a lot of money off the interest of this product. Mm-hmm. The Medici family did, and they started backing specific artists. Da Vinci, um, I believe Michelangelo. It was a, a bunch of them, young too, seventeen years old, mm-hmm. and they were like almost um, like off the walls, ridiculous about how in detail they were with supporting these artists and what they were trying to establish in Italy, which still survives to this day because the arts are forever lasting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't last that long But my point is New Jersey right now Is that geographic And I'm putting it out there in the air For everybody to hear mm-hmm. And to understand that Right now In this time zone This is a genius geographic mm-hmm. It is And we need people to stand up And to influence that And to develop that Change the It doesn't culture. take one person It could be multiple people mm-hmm. Because there's different levels of it There's the artists There's mm-hmm. the entertainers There's the painters There's the rappers There's the singers There's the political people It all works hand in hand mm-hmm. Right Everybody's established There's the teachers There's the 9 to 5 people Because mm-hmm. Just because they go work a 9 to 5 Doesn't mean they can't still establish The, ge- the genius geographic They're still implementing Their work ethic to it You need the people To support you anyway mm-hmm. So that's really what the Lloyd Council Group, in the long run, is what I'm, I'm envisioning and trying to establish. is a network between political and entertainment brands that will establish a genius geographic. Mm-hmm. Because it's a surplus of talent in New Jersey. It's so much talent, actually, that that's one of the reasons why so many people think it's a crab-in-a-bucket mentality. Mm-hmm. It's not a crab-in-a-bucket mentality. There's a lot of talented it's people. It's a massive amount of talented individuals. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, You could sit in a room with randomly 10 people and 9 out of 10 of those people can spit a hot 16 mm-hmm. but will never be a recording artist yeah you get what I'm saying like it's just that much talent 
Okay. So that's you know that's a vision. I want to put that out there. You know, in the next year, that's really what I'm gonna be working to establish with other people that I work with. I work closely with a lot of good people, uh, from the Rap Fest to Driven Society to just other platforms that are helping to create this genius geographic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the focus. You know, that's the focus, and it's all about positivity and just mm-hmm. action. I I I hate wasting time. And I think that anybody that has a lot of drive and wants to do something in life, time is is precious. It really yeah. is. And I think we paramount. It's paramount. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important. Because it's cliche, but the next day is not promised. Mm-hmm. And if I was to pass away tomorrow, you know, would I be able to say what I accomplished is would make me happy? No. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's yeah. why I'm urgent. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I'm not happy with anything I've accomplished because mm-hmm. I haven't accomplished shit. Mm-hmm. So we don't have much time to do anything And that's what we gotta really focus on And that's why this area right now Within the next two or three years I think will be the pinnacle of the Genius Geographic mm-hmm. Here in New Jersey Yes sir Okay. And another thing too It's a fact And this is what a lot of people forget And this is just a percentage fact As far as people and population The state of New Jersey Is the number one populated density state In the country Yep it is and so, with that being said, you asked this question earlier, is you think it's hard to break out of New Jersey and make a name for yourself? Well, mm-hmm. where else can you find so many people stuck in one area? Mm-hmm. Nowhere. Okay. You got to use that as a benefit. And that's why there is so many geniuses in this area, because there's so many more people than any other area in the country. Mm-hmm. No one has been able to establish that. I still don't understand why there's not a New Jersey radio. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that have not been established in the state. Mm-hmm. That we can do right. One question before you get out of here, I wanted to ask: What's it like holding on to records um, before they come out uh, for like a long period of time, and knowing that this is a good record has the possibility to be a hit? Like, what's your philosophy on uh, holding on to like good records for the right time? Well, timing is everything. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, we have a record right now with Chad B called Goddess. I'm going to put that out there right now. It's a hit. Mm-hmm. Remember I'm saying this. What's it called? Goddess. Goddess. Yes. It's off right. his Air Candy project. Mm-hmm. But you you can't put it out. We can't put it out because we have a record that's a duo for him with Casio in my zone. So you don't want to mm-hmm. confuse people. The reason why you hold on to records... What do you mean by you don't want to confuse people? If, an, if, if a person doesn't know you, and that's the thing about music, it's massive influence. If a mm-hmm. person doesn't know you... Mm-hmm. The first time they hear your name mm-hmm. is going to be what sticks to them. And that's facts. You know, like if that person doesn't know who you are, and the mm-hmm. person doesn't know who Chad B is, and they're in Arizona and they hear In My Zone, mm-hmm. that's what's going to stick to their brain. Yeah. Now, if we release a new single in two weeks that I know is a hit, mm-hmm. and they just heard In My Zone, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's like, it, it'll confuse them. People are simple. Are you saying that because the Goddess record is so different from In My Zone? It's different. All it's right. different. Yeah. So... Um, but in general, just 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 information. A person, people don't want to take in new information like that, mm-hmm. and they're they're so focused on their life anyway. So if mm-hmm. they hear the record, they hear Chad, it may not stick with them. If it does, it's just gonna stick for in my zone. So timing is everything with music because it could literally make or break your career. Mm-hmm. If you put out a record and it wasn't the right time, it'll fail, and mm-hmm. then that record is done for. It's gone. Okay. So when you hold on to records, it's like having a loaded gun. Mm-hmm. And you know If you have an army Coming at you With 300 people You have six shots When are you gonna Shoot those shots mm-hmm. When they're the closest To you Okay You're not gonna Shoot it far away Like you're gonna try To get as many people As you possibly can To do something with it Right Yeah So that's when you Shoot the shots When the people Are close to you When the fans Are close to you mm-hmm. That's when you Release your bangers mm-hmm. um, In the right time And then you know If you don't have any fans Or you don't have anything You can release a record But if it's not the right time 
it may or may not hit, and then you got to start all over, and you got to keep that search of the new record. Square one, yeah, exactly. So okay, yeah, man, I, I just wanted to speak on that a little bit because I know in my zone is, I've heard it. Uh, well, I know you, so I've I've heard it for uh, for uh, for a long time, and it's great to see the success that is that has been getting. You know what I mean? A lot of steam picking up. Yeah. And shout out to the video too. The video was dope, man. On Vivo, man. Shout out to Aolo, man. Yeah, that's a young boy in charge, nineteen years old. He's a young genius, right there, Jersey, yeah. Jersey boy. Yeah, so I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, yeah. The genius geography is 19 yeah. years old, man. Lives in the city, here. everything. Yeah, so I'm trying. To, it's, a, it's a massive amount of people. A lot of people. Shout out to my boy Busy. I'm gonna do a couple of shout outs real quick. Busy, mm-hmm. manager Doug Yev, Rose Scott, manager for uh, Travis Scott, mm-hmm. uh, Mave, manager for Velis. Mm-hmm. He founded the Rap Fest. Shout out to my dude Peso. He mm-hmm. manages um, a couple of artists. That, you know, brand ambassador for Click Vodka. Mm-hmm. There's so many managers and artists from New Jersey out here that's doing so many things that it's it's, it's incredible. You know, mm-hmm. Kalani's manager David mm-hmm. is from New Jersey. Um, there's there's so many managers out here. I can't even remember all of them. But how do you feel about people though that do don't do good business though? As far as like on that end of the, of the, of the spectrum, you got a lot of people that. Like do do good business and know what they're doing, but what's it like working with somebody who, you, like you, you that they don't do good business? You know what I mean? What are some of the roadblocks of the, of the game? It's funny we didn't talk about any of the negative stuff. Yeah, today. we didn't. We were a positive. It's a, good, show. It's a, it's a yeah. positive conversation, yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of negative shit out here. Don't let it get twisted. Yeah, you know? and that's actually one of the things that have turned me into the man I am today. In the last six years working with Chad B, I've probably been to one of the most confusing. Circle twist up and down roadblock dead end type business relationships I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. I don't even know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. And that goes again to the concept of men. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, not everybody can click. Not everybody can click. You know? yeah. Like we're men, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't say men as far as a male. I'm talking about human beings. Mm-hmm. We all move off of our own incentives and our own lust and feelings, whatever it may be. So it, it is very hard sometimes to work with people, but. As you get more mature and you have learning experience, you know who to connect with. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a natural, organic feeling because it's like, all right, like just me and you talk. You know, how long have we been talking about doing a podcast? For a couple of months now, right? Yeah. And it's something I've been interested in doing, but it's timing. It's when when does it make sense? When does mm-hmm. it work off of? So yeah. there's always going to be bad business, but mm-hmm. you have to try to eliminate the bad business before it becomes bad business. And mm-hmm. that's what I realized, you mm-hmm. know. Just take people for who they are when you first meet them because okay. that's probably who they're going to be. Okay. Yeah. Interesting take on that, right. man. You got anything else, man? You got any more shout outs, man? You want to do, man? Shout out to the War Report one time, Danny. No, of course, yeah. Shout out to the War Report. Um, this is a great platform, man. I hope that you continue to build it because, like I said, creative, yeah. this, this genius, geographic, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, you got to keep it, keep building that. Build that off of it. Take it if you want. Rolling. Yeah, man, we the, doing it, man. It's the genius. We live on Periscope right now. Fuck. Uh, not Periscope. I said Periscope. <laughs> Periscope. It's Periscope, it's, man. It's we, the, we, we live on Periscope right now, man, for the whole world to word see. Up. This the, is the first time on Periscope, so. It's the genius geographic, man. Shout out to Hard Rocker. Shout out to my whole team. Shout out to Hard Rock one time. Yes, sir. Shout out to the Global Empire Music Group. Yeah. Um, you know, and just shout out. A lot out of people to, don't know where how Hard Rock started. Hard Rock started through basketball too. Oh yeah, there's a lot of history with yeah, between Hard Rock. I'm actually not an original founding member, but my partner Laquan is. So yeah. Um, and Chad, but you know, shout out to to, to Sheik Ali, mm-hmm. Free Ali, um, and Nice, and you know, there's a lot of history with mm-hmm. what we've established. My job was pretty much just to expand it. 
Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm trying to always real, do. Real quick before you get out of here, I can't believe we got this far. I didn't even discuss the uh, We Hustle record with mm. uh, Freaky Ziggy. And we, hustle, we Hustle, We uh, Hustle, We Hustle. What was it like uh, knowing that uh, not only Freaky Ziki wanted to work with Chad, you know what I mean? Freaky! Whole, whole Shout out to Freaky Ziki. But what was it like when uh, Weezy hopped on the track? Um, well, first of all... Shout out to Freaky, though. Yeah, shout out to Freaky. He's, he's definitely um, an amazing character and brand. Um, mm-hmm. He showed us hella love. Uh, some of my best memories is was on the road with him. Mm-hmm. But um, when Chad did that record, it was like surreal because Dipset was somebody that we all grew up on. Mm-hmm. You know, and so to be in the room with Freaky Ziki and, yeah. and, and even like to see Cameron and Joel's up close and personal mm-hmm. on these shows that I went to with Chad with was just an incredible time but you know when chad did the record we didn't know that little wing was gonna jump on it mm-hmm. and he was already touring with them set and yeah. then he called me at 5 a.m was like yo check mm-hmm. your email mm-hmm. right he didn't <laughs> say like, nothing about he didn't say nothing yeah he's like yo check your email so i'm listening to we hustle we hustle we hustle my nigga we hustle yeah, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden yeah. i'm like oh it was, i had to i had to listen i didn't believe it i'm like yeah. oh little wayne jumped on it like we didn't pay for that nothing mm-hmm. the blessings about it is though is that they're supposed to be shooting the video still uh this summer i know it's really? a little late but little wayne had a lot of um legal issues i would say yeah. or this summer Back end issues with baby and all that kind of stuff, so yeah. we weren't able to get the clearance to shoot the video. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that video will be done this summer as well. But hey, you never. The thing about today's culture is like a, a record like We Hustle can be the record of this summer. Like you know what I mean? Even though it came out last summer, you know what I'm saying? Of like, course, We Hustle. Video well, drops with it. Whoever is not hustling, you know, yeah. what I'm saying? everybody's <laughs> hustling right now. Yeah, everybody hustling, hustling, so, hustling yeah, right yeah. now. And then plus to see a visual with Lil Wayne, Chad B, and Freaky Ziggy well, can bring any record back to life. So, exactly. You know, no, that'll be a, that's that'll be a, an amazing thing to see. I'm just you know keep our fingers crossed and hope that it actually goes through. And you know, if not, it's in a life experience. You know, you can't take that away from Chad and the team. Mm-hmm. He does have a record with Little Wayne and Freaky Ziki. So, mm-hmm. again, shout out to Freaky Ziki. And he Ziki. did go on a Dipset tour. He did. He so. did. Yo, yeah. man, uh, I got to say, much more success, hopefully, will come your way. I'm, I'm pretty sure it will. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Danny one yeah, time. Nah, yeah, we're just working, For the man. World Report radio low, series. Low underscore Hard Rock on the Instagram. Yeah, man. Follow, follow his Instagram page. Give it out one more time. Low underscore Hard Rock. Yeah, man. Do people still call you Low other than like new newer people or no? Well, Low is kind of like a new nickname. Really? I never had a nickname my entire life. But okay. I also don't like... <laughs> I, I also don't like... Um, like to say my name all the time to people I don't know. Uh-huh. It's a weird thing. In music, it's a weird thing. Yeah. I say Daniel yeah. with the political networks and, and networks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Obviously, yeah. to be um, politically correct. But with music, it's like, you know, what's the word Danny? You know, like it's so low. Yeah. All my team calls me, but now I was like, you know, it's smooth, yeah. it's quiet, it's in the back. Yeah, you know, low. So, <laughs> low. You know what I'm saying? So I like low. Shout out to low. Yeah, yeah, yeah low, you smooth. You can follow him at low underscore hard rock. Yes, H A R D R C. Follow my page as well. Yeah, follow my page as well. War underscore report underscore radio. Follow my Twitter, War Report Radio, straight through. Uh, you got anything else to say, man? We've been doing this for nah, that's we, it. We went over an hour. Yeah, man. it's a great conversation. I can't believe we went over an hour. Yeah. This is, a, this is a pleasure to do this. Thank you again for having me. Yeah, we getting this one out ASAP, man. Shout out to, shout out to everybody, man. Hard Rock Global, E1, you E1. know what I mean? Because uh, in my opinion, you know what I mean? When Chad succeeds, I succeed. You know what I'm nah, saying? of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody's in their zone, you know, in my zone. That's where we at. 
Yep, yep. We signing out, man. War Report Radio Series. Out. Let's get it.